Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the PRI Talk podcast. My name is Jason, and uh, this week I'm going to be sharing with you a conversation that I was I had uh, a couple weeks ago now with a Joe Lind. He is the uh, the club director down at TAV Houston. Um, coach extraordinaire, former college coach, um, so a very qualified individual, um, awesome guy, good buddy of mine, uh, and, and he and I had a good talk about just kind of the current state of volleyball and everything going on. So um, this will be in two parts, uh, and this will be part one, and uh, we'll share part two here in a couple days, uh, but hope you guys enjoy it, and thanks for listening. How are you, how are you guys doing? Are your kids back in school yet or what? Uh yeah, the older two um Braden's in kindergarten now, so he's just starting. Um he's been in for this is second week and then Jackson's in second grade and this okay. is his And how old's your youngest then? He's 3. Uh three. his okay. daycare school they shut down. <laughs> oh, okay. During all this, so we had to find a new daycare. Um <laughs> luckily it's it's good. We got to pay more, but uh it's it's good. <laughs> Yeah. But, how how many good. days does he go? How many days does he, he go? He goes uh, full full week. Oh, every day. So, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, during the summer it it would have been just two days, um, because right. Steph's you know teaching and at home. But yeah, um, we uh we my my youngest two and a half and he goes twice a week, so I get Tuesdays and Thursdays I get the house to myself for five hours, so I get okay as much done as I can on these days because the other days of the week it's a crapshoot you just never know yeah <laughs> are are you guys yeah, all uh, the kids are home are they all back in person yeah school? so they i mean we've been homeschooling for the last four years um this year we sarah decided to get a job uh not sarah decided to get a job it was kind of a long longer process than that but so she's actually teaching at a private school up okay. in frisco and they're a university model, so it's two days there on campus and then three days home. Um, so it fits pretty well with what we've been doing. It's not a huge change. Um, it's a huge change for Sarah because she's doing a lot more, um, like all the planning and writing up lesson plans for those days when you know you're not there or you're yeah. not in the classroom. So it's been different, but um, it's been good. I think the change for the kids has been good. Um, just being around other kids more often, I think has been nice. Yeah. Um, cause because of everything, like we kind of had several groups that the kids would have the opportunity to be outside of the home and with like churches not doing stuff and like places not being open. Like we used to go to Chick-fil-A like once a week, mm-hmm. um, which was not good on the credit card, but <laughs> like they would just play, you know what I mean? Oh and yeah. So they had like outlets and stuff like that. And so, um, and that was, you know, we could go to Chick-fil-A at lunch on a Wednesday because they're not in school. Um, mm-hmm. and so we can't do that anymore, obviously. Um, and so, uh, having the school piece of it has been good because they're not interacting with friends at church and, and other places that we would normally interact with kids. So you need that um, social interaction. It, it does really help. Like, I don't, I feel like a lot of it's overstated um, as far as like a development piece for kids. Like, I don't think it really matters. Um, but uh, I think just the, just interaction in general 
our kids seem to do better when they have other things. So, um, but yeah, Taekwondo is open. And so they do that almost every day. Cool. Ballet is open again. So our kids are doing, or not my kids, my daughter does that. Yeah, the two oldest boys do lacrosse. So they've been, they've been busy. Although we haven't done lacrosse in like weeks because of all this rain, which I'm not complaining about the rain. Easy on the uh, sprinkler budget, right? Oh gosh, yeah. This this <laughs> house that we just moved into over the summer, they actually have a sprinkler system, so we're actually watering. And it's like, holy crap, that's a lot more money every month than we were spending. But yeah, I I turned it off last week, so definitely don't need it now. The lake by my house, like we live right up next to a trail, and so I can run like a four mile loop at, um, to the, this lake and then back home. And uh, I drove by the lake after I dropped Finn off at school and it was flooded up to like the path around the lake, just totally flooded. Wow. So where how much where water do you guys live? Yesterday. Like uh, East Plano. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah. So, um, so, hey, thanks for, thanks, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Just would love to get your thoughts insight since you're a professional volleyball person um like myself loose term term. (laughs) there's never there's never that scroll down category when it's like your (laughs) occupation it's like uh volleyball nope not in here that's weird um uh philanthropist right that's the is that is that a good way to say it i don't know how we define ourselves (laughs) yeah could say that teacher um teacher coach coach usually isn't in there though um, some sort of administration usually is, is in one of the boxes. And so I just checked that one. Um, but, but yeah, just uh, like, but yeah, uh, you know, would love to get your, um, thought insight on, on just kind of everything. I mean, we can, we can go back to last year club season and what that kind of fiasco was like and, you know, where you see club volleyball fitting into, um, you know, the, the college recruiting season, um, now that they're going to be playing in the spring or most of them going to be playing in the spring. Um, and just kind of, you know, the whole eligibility issue, um, just, we can kind of, there's a bunch of different places we can start at. So, um, William and Mary getting rid of the, the first division one volleyball program, you know, we can, we can easily start there, but, um, what, what do you think? Like, give me, give me general sense, um, about how you think that the club volleyball is going to look like this next year work, how it's going to function maybe differently than before. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to, uh, dive into here. Um, it's interesting. I mean, get asked this not too often, but you know, I mean, I mean, we can go back a little bit. I mean, going through when we weren't doing anything and we're, um, you know, kind of working from home and trying to figure out if there was going to be a season last year. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect going into tryouts because, you know, depending on how far your podcast reach, but uh, here in Texas, we've already done our <laughs> tryouts. But yeah, um, yeah, you know, we're it doesn't reach very far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. 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 
That's why I have you um, on, Joe. Joe, you're yeah. way more popular than me. So you'll, you'll I don't help, know about that. that. I don't know about <laughs> Well, maybe my Minnesota people will come on. Um, yes. Yes, come on. And NDSU, let's go. Come on, go Bison. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I wasn't sure on what it would look like heading into tryouts, you know, you know, people losing jobs and pandemic and um, just having kids in the gym. But, um, you know, we were able to have people in the gym um, try to keep, you know, the social distancing. That's kind of difficult when you have your sure with kids and, you know, some understand it better than others. And you have, you know, you're friends with everybody and you're supposed to celebrate and come into the middle <laughs> when you play, yeah. you know, that's what we preach to our kids, you know, yeah, huddle up. It's ingrained. It's ingrained. High fives and contact, yeah. you know, eye contact, fist bumps, whatever, you know, so it's, it's hard to break those habits. Um, but mm-hmm. our trials were, were good. Um, about the same amount of teams. So it's, it's just interesting. You, you think like nothing really happened. I mean, obviously there's a lot going on, but yeah. you know, um, so as far as the season goes and with tournaments, you know, it, it seems as if everything will be on track. You know, uh, this we're going through our uh, practice and tournament schedules for the year right now. And, you know, some of the tournaments I know are limiting the amount of teams. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting once registration opens up, if that's really going to affect people, you know, um, costs of uh tournament entry fees have gone up a little bit for certain yeah, tournaments i'm sure you know and from a facility standpoint you know what is it going to look like for if we're going to have any regulations as far as um fans mm-hmm. um you know are we going to have to limit you know hey mom and dad you can come but grandma and grandpa anybody else you can't um you know we don't well, really was... ha- have many uh, restrictions in our county but is that going to change change when we go but, other places yeah and that was triple crown you know came out and said you probably saw the same email i did mm-hmm. they came out and said we're going to have fewer teams so that we're not limiting the spectators as much as we maybe might if we had more teams which i thought was good as far as like we are going to have college coaches there at the tournament you know we're not going to make them watch on baller tv and that kind of thing so i felt like that was a a good a good step obviously fewer teams at triple crown you know um hurts some clubs and some um teams but i think overall i think that was a good sign that we're you know moving towards the right direction as far as we're we're going to be able to to get somewhere back to normal you know what i mean yeah it is a good sign you know and um for us we were in that second tier and weren't sure, but you know, we got, they just said, Hey, your teams are able to come in. So nice. Um, yeah. I mean, it is good that they're thinking, I mean, they know that they're the preeminent uh, recruiting events out there, you know, when that, sure. when that first weekend, if, <laughs> if the recruiting <laughs> calendar is still the same, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a, that's we're, a huge question. Yeah. You know, cause um, the tour of Texas adjusted their dates to accommodate that, but, Oh, did they really? I'm, okay. Yeah, they moved the second date back. Um, okay. So it's after it's the weekend after Triple Crown. So that's gotcha. that's good. So I, I, you know, I know some teams had had dropped because of that um, yeah. the past couple of years, and I think it's a good move for them because I mean it's still great competition to participate sure. in. So it's good, good tournament. Um, but yeah, yeah the, it's, the re- it. Go ahead. 
I was just saying the recruiting calendar is going to be an interesting piece because, um, you know, I, no one I talk to thinks that the, um, the dead period is going to lift before January. Um, and so everyone thinks that it's going to extend through December, even though the NCAA keeps only extending it a month at a time, which <laughs> I think is really frustrating. Um, yeah. but that's what the NCAA does. They like frustrating people. So, um, so if we get to January and we're back onto a quiet period, I feel like that would be huge um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, but yeah, that, that recruiting calendar has got to stay relatively the same. Um, now, the, I mean, the other question would be, are they going to do something with a recruiting calendar so that, so that you don't have these, these weekends where you've got, you know, your, your team is playing um, your, your college team is playing somewhere and you've got an assistant out recruiting someplace else. Like, are they, are going to, they're going to try to limit travel in some way or conference is going to step in and do that or something like that. Cause that's every assistant I talk to and, and I'm like, Hey, what are you guys doing recruiting wise in the spring? And they're like, well, I'll be gone <laughs> and, the, and the team will be home and I'll be gone or something. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, so kind of like a normal spring, you know, yeah. where sometimes it's only one or two coaches, at a spring tournament with their team or they go meet the team wherever they're at. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what you're here. Well, and I think, I think it'll be, I mean, you're playing the bulk of your competitive season now in the spring. And so weekends are going to be shot. Um, and you know, they don't, I mean, they're, and I haven't seen, no one's put out any calendars yet, but from what I hear, like they're not going to start matches until March, um, which would put you right in the middle of the heaviest recruiting season. Yeah. Um, and qualifiers and stuff like that. And so, you know, if you've got a game on a Saturday afternoon, um, home game or away, like, is your assistant going to be there or are they going to be at crossroads or are they going to be at some other qualifier? Um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I don't think anyone really knows yet until they come out with that calendar. So. Yeah. I've seen some preliminary schedules and I mean, there's going to be conflicts one way or the other. So, yeah. And then how do you manage, Beach seasons, you know, there's going to be overlap mm. there. So yeah. the dual sports programs. Kids, yeah. um, I mean, you just join the beach season once your indoors done. Or you know, it, and that the uh, the big thing that I was talking to. Uh, well, there's two things, two big things that I don't know how much people are talking about, but like moving everything to spring, you got like the the schools like Southland since we're we're both Southland yeah. people right um or former Southland people I guess you'd say <laughs> um but the mid-majors or smaller D1 schools even D2s you know that have don't have huge athletic staff yeah. so they work multiple sports so how's mm -hmm. that going to work when multiple sports are going on at, at the same, same time, time? Yeah. So your SID, you know, they're never going to be home. Yeah. You know, yeah. are you going to have more, you have to get more volunteers. So then, you know, you get more coaches who are going to be upset because their stats are wrong or it's not going to be as good of a product. You know, everyone's got to adjust and, you know, come to grips with what it is, you know, and then and now, and now the you've other got part. Football. And now you've got football. Yeah. Right. So well, yeah. it's not, it's, it's, you're playing a, you know, maybe a beach and indoor season roughly at the same ish time. I don't know how those calendars exactly match up, but you know, you've got 
you normally have a hundred percent staff at your football games and uh, you know, who's going to be working the home volleyball game or the away volleyball game or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think, I think staff wise is a, is a big question for sure. Um, you know, the other part is, uh, is the officials. Yeah. So for club and college, mm. I was talking to, um, cause I line judge, uh, collegiate matches, you know, normally in the fall. <laughs> I don't know if I will, uh, with, I guess a and schedule just came out. So I don't know if I'll do any of those matches or not, but in the spring, you know, if you do college and USAV, why would you want to do 10 matches at a club tournament when you can make probably the same amount of money roughing yeah. one collegiate match? That's the same sure. thing. So then it's going to trickle down to our club events and you're going to see coaches roughing potentially. Oh, okay. You know, so. Yeah. Which, it, which is, which is normal in other regions, but not in sure. NTR or, or Lone Star. Right. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, one of the school, the colleges I was talking to, it looks like, you know, their spring schedule might be, you know, March and April. So, yeah, that's qualifier season. Qualifier season, yeah. You know, for recruiting. So, what, um, I don't know. What's your take, at least as of right now, recruiting wise, with with all this eligibility stuff um, happening? Kind of what's your oh what's your what's your general take, and then we can always talk more specifics. Oh gosh, this is murky, man. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy. So I'm you know with our twenty uh, ones and twenty twos, our seniors and juniors, I it kind of um, screws them over for lack of a better term. Yeah, you know it really it's does. Uh, because the schools, the colleges don't know. You know, they're trying to figure out are the kids because it's a it's a, it's the Wild West right now. It's a it's a basically a wash year. Right. Yep. So they the, the matches don't count. You can come back, you know, so they're trying to see if those kids are going to graduate. You know, if they're going to graduate early, say you're a senior, you're playing and going graduating December, moving on, you know, to whatever your life holds for you. Yeah. grad school or life, you know, anything. But so they're trying to get those kids to come back or find out if they're going or someone's going to leave, you know, maybe even a junior. Um, so, and some of those kids don't know, you know, yeah. you know, Why they're doing you? online classes and, you know, they don't know what it looks like. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of uncertainty and, you know, some, a lot of those kids, they were planning on going visit, going to visit schools, which they can't, mm-hmm. or, you know, D2 schools, they can to some degree, but the, you know, the D1 kids or potential D1 kids, they haven't been able to visit. So, yeah, um, you know, so you're, <laughs> there's a lot of topics in here, um, you know, recruiting <laughs> off a of video and committing off a of video, recru- yeah. committing off of a, a virtual tour. Yep. Um, or, you know, Zoom meetings or FaceTime virtual tours. It's, um, I don't know, it's just, it's just difficult. And it's hard, you know, I'm getting asked questions from our parents. And I'm like, I'm trying to keep up too, because I I don't know, like, I try to talk to people, but, you know, if they don't know, I don't know either. So and I I feel um, like every, every program is just going to be so different. I mean, there's not going to be a situation across the board where like 
every school is going to have, you know, one of three kids returning. Um, and you're going to have some schools where none of the seniors want to come back for another year. They're all tired and broke down. And sure. one of them's getting married. One of them's going to grad school. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to come back and play volleyball again. And then you're going to have other right. programs that are like, yeah, I want to come back. Um, you know, I, I mean, a, a coach I was talking to, he said, we've got a kid that if she was going to play a full senior, like her full senior season, she would be all time school digs leader. But now because of this, like <laughs> maybe a half season, in the spring and we don't know what's or in the fall and, and we don't know what's going to happen in the spring. Like she might not get it. So she has an opportunity to come back in the fall of 21. Yeah. She's going to take that opportunity to come back and be the all times dig all time digs leader um, for the school. But, but, you know, not everyone's in that situation. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, it, it, just, it, it definitely varies. Um, and, and I haven't heard uh, of any actual 21s getting told, sorry, we don't have money for you anymore. Um, I've, I've heard that it's happened, but I haven't heard like any specifics, um, which is, which is good. Um, no, in a lot good. of ways, but, but again, I don't, I don't know of any, any specifics, um, but that's always, you know, definitely, or maybe potentially could be a worry for a lot of kids is, the administration, I mean, they, what, they just furloughed the entire athletic staff at Utah. Um, yeah. And so, so when you're furloughing an entire athletics department, um, you know, is there going to be scholarship for you <laughs> for next year? Like that's gotta be a huge question mark. And so I, I think it, it's definitely gotta be something that's on the mind of every kid as we get closer to November when, when actual signing day is like, is there going to be a scholarship and not trying to be like a fear monger person, but, but that's a realistic thing that could happen is they no, could you turn around consider and say, it, you yeah, know? yeah. Cause just cause the NCAA um, says they're going to give you 15 scholarships or that you can have 15 scholarships. Cause you got three seniors coming back. You know, it doesn't mean your administration's going to let the coach have 15 scholarship dollars. So um, it's, it's definitely something that I think a lot of people need to keep on their radar. So, well, and yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and uh, you know, I think it's going to be, an even greater um, chasm between the uh, haves and have nots, you know, the ones yeah. that can survive this and, Oh, we can have 15. We can stretch these seniors over another year. Yeah. We have the money to do that. Yep. You know, whereas, you know, other schools like, Hey, we want you to come back, but we don't have the money for you to yeah. do that. You've got to walk, you on know, for so, a semester or whatever. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, some of our kids, they've, they haven't like had any offers rescinded, but the ones that are still looking like they're like, well, Hey, you know, we're kind of on hold right now. Cause we're trying to see if, if this kid's, like I said, is, is graduating it's, or not. Nice. So yeah. they're kind of like a holding pattern, but yeah, it's like, can we, can we make it any harder for these two classes? Like let's, let's continue <laughs> to find ways to put more roadblocks in front of them. Yeah, the 22s already got, you know, put on hold for 18 months with the recruiting yeah. rule changes. Let's let's add another wrench in there. Yeah. Cuz hey, we needed a setter in 22. Oh, wait. Now not anymore. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and I mean, I think too, I was having this conversation this morning with a dad like if you were supposed to be a 21 setter and you're supposed to come in and start as a freshman because they're starting setter was graduating right well now mm -hmm. that's that senior 
like they're probably going to let the stud setter come back for another year. I would think maybe not. Right. But, but you think they might. And so mm-hmm. now instead of, if I'm a 21, instead of looking at four years as a starter, right. I'm going to have three as a starter. And yeah, so does, or, does that or change my red shirt, you know? Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, that definitely, I feel like throws a wrench in, in some people's plans. So, um, what is your, you know, we talked about Utah. We kind of talked about William and Mary, like you were, you were in the same conference as I was, and you've been at some other places too, but like, what's your thought process on some of these have nots? Um, I talked about this last week on the podcast, just like these athletic departments are in debt and they're in debt almost every year. Um, and we like to not talk about that. Like it's a truth, but it is. And they use these big money games to stay alive. And, you know, I mean, you know how that process works, Mm -hmm. but like realistically, um, you know, what's the college volleyball as it, as it looks right now, like, do you foresee any kind of changes Um, with 335 division one volleyball programs? Well, now 334, like, do you think that number gets a lot smaller in the future? Or do you think we kind of are pretty much going to stay the same and most programs are going to be safe from ad's wanting to cut them i guess it comes down to the the budget part right so i mean if they if a lot of these schools if they rely on football and the money like the like you said the money games you know as much as people don't like it like that's that floats yeah the the rest of the 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 athletic budget for the the, some sometimes a whole year sure for some of those programs and if you're not collecting revenue from fans you know ticket sales and yeah. and concessions sure. and sponsorship deals which are huge you know it, i don't know it like you said you don't you don't want to open that up and look into that but that's a very real possibility you know um it's a you know i hate to say it, it's almost a scary time to be a collegiate coach with job security yeah um for it's, it's hard enough as it is um, Um, you got to win oh and you got to manage a budget you got to fundraise and oh yeah now we got all this to add to it um world pandemic you know it's there's so many good things that are part of being a you know a student athlete and um competing and you know the ability to get kids into school and provide you know, opportunities that they may not have had if they weren't in athletics and the life lessons and prepare you for life. And yeah, it'd be uh, really unfortunate if more programs are cut down. You know, I, I saw that William and Mary and I just, you know, thought uh, Kathy Litsky who played there, you know, uh, director at Austin juniors and John Kreitzer who coached there. I, he yeah. actually might've went to school there. I know he has a connection there somewhere. He went to school just, there. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, that that was it. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd hate to see more happen. I mean, they, they've cut sports in other schools like yeah. Stanford men's volleyball and yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's really unfortunate. You sure. Know? Sure. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, and please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice as well as information on current volleyball events. 
and your support can definitely help make that happen. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com, check out my blog, or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening.